Blog Talk Radio. We've gotta be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on And a good evening to you all. It is 11 p.m. and Pure Gold is live on the air for this Thursday night, June 5th, 2014. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Pacino, and my co-host and tag team partner is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? I am doing fabulous, sir. Just excited, as always, to get another amazing episode of Pure Gold live and on the road. And of course, folks, if you would like to be a part of the show, give us a call, 714-364-4721. Even after all this time, I can never forget that number. And of course, check out our website, puregoldpg.com. JB? All right. Thanks, Dave. On the program tonight, comedian, clean comedy, if you will, Kerry Pomeroli. Is that how you pronounce it, sir? That is how you pronounce it. Good job, sir. I'm surprised. I figured an Italian like you, you wouldn't be able to get that name right. Oh, drum roll, please. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, so we will definitely uh, be cracking some jokes with uh, with Kerry momentarily. We'll also talk about some baseball, some hockey, some basketball, and um, yeah, anything else. Maybe some wrestling if we feel like it, because I thought we'd have a wrestling uh, guest on. Maybe maybe sometime in the near future, but you never know. But sir, where what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in about a couple weeks now. Well, as you know, sir, I'm working for a car dealership. I will not name the name of that dealership, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the career has uh, taken a bit of a shift, and I'm still looking to shift back, as it were. Um, I haven't forgotten my uh, my graphics and my design and all that. Um, you know, just trying to line up guests, trying to work uh, insanely long hours, uh, 50, 60, I don't even know how many hours a week I work. It's a big difference from being home seven days a week, 168 hours a week. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is definitely a big difference, sir. That's all I can tell you. I'm sure it is, but it's good to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back on the air. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks now, and um, I, I think we should start with a, a topic that we rarely talk about before Kerry gets on, or once she gets on, we could definitely go back to it. But, um, sir, uh, we don't. We rarely talk about hockey, and we rarely talk about you know the the playoffs and you know the playoffs. Yeah, I'm talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs. But uh, you actually watched a hockey game, probably your second game ever um, in your life uh, last week, I believe, Rangers. Montreal Canadiens game seven. Uh, playoffs? Uh, we'll talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. So um, anyway, um, so I get a text from you, and you, you like I when I think you said I got it or I get it, and I was like, so I thought you had like this dream position that you finally got, and then like when I further delved <laughs> into uh, your I got it text, I I realized that you said <laughs> you realized why hockey is. Uh, a fun sport to watch. I guess playoff hockey, if you will. Yeah, you know, I was watching the the final period in the uh, the Devils game. Excuse me, the Devils, the Rangers game. You do call <laughs> yeah, it exactly. periods, correct? You you people, it's not it's not our quarters, right? Because I made the mistake of saying that the and one of your brothers almost like cut my head off. Um, oh boy! I was watching, I was watching the Rangers and the Penguins. No, the Flyers. Who the hell were they playing? No, they beat the I think Flyers the Rangers- for the. 
Who are they playing? No, no, the Canadians. The Rangers are playing the Canadians. The Canadians. I just said that two seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't really pay attention to you, sir. Anyway, so they're playing the Canadians, and I see the puck going all over the place. I see the guy skating. You know, and again, I've been to a live hockey game or two in my life. I've seen some – I saw some Ranger playoff hockey last year, or two years ago, I forget when it was. And um, it's just a fascinating game, I mean, to see the, the way that the, the skill set – and again – Baseball will always be my favorite sport, and I believe there's a huge amount of skill that goes into baseball. Baseball is more of like a, of a fine art, as it were, versus football where it's more pound and ground. And, you know, yes, I get it, you know, the way that they throw the ball in the air, the way that they, you know, certain passes. There's an art to that as well. But hockey, there's like this poetry to it. There's this, uh, this skill. I mean, guys to be skating backwards, you know, with the handling of the, of the puck and, you know, with the stick, it just amazes me. These guys are good. They're amazing athletes. And it's just such a such a fascinating game, sir. I mean, again, not a game that I was raised watching, not a game that I got into, not a game that my dad ever took me to see. But man, Joe, I gotta tell you, you mentioned uh, that people really only like playoff hockey. Wow, it was it was fascinating to me, and the way that the series went out, of course, and the way that the series before that went for the Rangers, and now here they are in the Stanley Cup, down, excuse me, one game to nothing. And sir, did you know a little bit of trivia for you? Did you know that the last time the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, which was of course of course, 20 years ago, they also lost the first game of the series 3-2 to two in overtime. I love how you come up with useless stats like that. Yeah, I, I, I did know that, actually. <laughs> and let me tell you, before we even get to some more hockey talk, this segment uh, is brought to you by the NHL.com, uh, apparently, and Gary Bettman. So, uh, you know, the check is in the mail. I'm sure we're going to get a check now after promoting, um, you know, up and down. You're, you just gave hockey a glowing review. We never talk hockey, let alone Again, playoff hockey. So, 20 years ago, the Rangers made the playoff, uh, made the finals. They won the cup. Yes, they do lose game one, just like they did lose game one. Did you watch any of game one last night, sir? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to. I got out of work at nine o'clock last night. By the time I actually got home, I, the game was pretty much over. I, let, let, let me just throw this out there. You talk with Gary Bettman, you talk with the NHL. The one huge mistake that I can think of that the NHL is making as a non—I uh, was going to say wrestling fan, geez—as a non-hockey <laughs> fan, Joe. I can't find on my radio dial, I can't find on my television where the hell these games are. It took me most of the second period, I think it was, to find the Rangers on TV. And by the time I found it, literally about 15 minutes, going through all my channel guides, tweeting people what the hell channel is it on, and finally they tell me uh, NBC Sports or whatever bootleg channel it was on. And then trying to find the game last night to listen to it, and that's how much you know the interest is there the hell have I ever wanted to listen to hockey at all in any way, shape, or form? I wanted to see what the Rangers were doing. I could not find them on Sirius or on regular radio. Well, part of the problem is that they did sign a mega deal with Comcast, which is interesting, and they also signed a big deal with CNBC Sports. So you won't find them on, during the weekdays, you won't find them on um, regular channels. I think the finals will be televised for the most part on NBC in primetime. But uh, the playoffs were pretty much on CNBC Sport, and I, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to find them. You're not going to find them on the radio unless you're listening to local hockey, uh, but you're not going to hear a hockey game other than the Devils or Rangers in this area, the Tri-State area. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to find them. But the, the thing is, sir, there's not that many fans that, like, f- hockey is fourth out of the big four. They, they don't have a lot of, uh, of fans, and the, the fans are loyal, I'll give you that much, but there's not a big fan base like there is in basketball. Uh, football and uh, and baseball. So the fact that um, you can't find them is just uh, indicative of the fact that the ratings are just not good to put them on regular TV. 
But why? But all right, you you mentioned it's not this big deal. But why wouldn't you want a deal that people are going to be able to see? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but not everybody has uh, NBC Sports. I mean, I didn't even know that I had that channel until uh, last week. You're right. Uh, it's just uh, it's a money game, sir. It's a, uh, if we if we've learned one thing that we've learned the last couple of years on the show is that it's all about the money. And if we don't have the money, you can't go far. And um, you know, again, NHL. They, the only time that they can actually go into prime time on regular TV is during the finals. And um, you know, hopefully we get a good classic finals. I mean, I'm not rooting for the Rangers. I know you are. But uh, being a Devil Islander, we're more of an Islander fan and rooting for the Devils because the Devils are better than the Islanders. I, I just I hope that 20 years, that it's not a 20-year anniversary and the Rangers are raising the cup because, you know, it's a team I just do not like at all. Would you throw yourself down the stairs if that happened, sir? I mean, literally, um, would, I have to, would I have to come visit you in the hospital because you, you're so upset? <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> Uh, the, the series is pretty good, though. I mean, how both teams got here, I think the the, the, the Kings uh, really um, went through a gauntlet of teams on the on the west side. They they went through, I think, the, the Ducks, the defending champions, the, the Blackhawks last series, and I think they also went through um, San Jose Sharks. So those are probably the best three teams in the west, including, obviously, the Kings that, that beat those. Kings are the first team, sir. I know throwing some hockey stats at you, but the, the Kings are the first team ever to win three game sevens in um, in a one single playoff on the road, so pretty impressive there, wouldn't you say? You know, the thing about sports that I love that I've always loved is facts, useless facts. My wife always tells me, that, <coughs> excuse me, that I'm the master of useless facts. That's one of them. Yeah, but it's always great to know that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you know, this team won X amount of games. I mean, look at the Giants uh, several years ago when they won the when they won the Super Bowl, all four, you know, all the games on the road, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, the Kings, from everything I've read and everything I've heard, I've actually been reading articles, by the way, um, that goes to show how much interest I have in this series. Um, well, the fact that the Rangers are in the Cup, the Stanley Final, you know, for Lord Stanley's Cup, quote-unquote. Uh, by the way, interesting little superstition. I'm sure you saw this when the Rangers won the uh, the Eastern Conference Championship or whatever the hell you call it, uh, the National League East, whatever. Um, nobody touched the, the trophy, which I found to be odd, but I know the announcers mentioned that there's like a superstition about it or whatever. I think it's weird. I would have been licking that thing. If I was one of the Rangers, I would have been literally like French kissing that cup. I would have been so excited. Obviously, with Lord Stanley's cup, that would be a little bit different. But, um, yeah, what do you think about that, sir? You think it's weird, the superstitious aspect? Yeah, I mean, hockey, if you ask me, is probably the most superstitious in that regard. And, yes, it's not only for the Eastern Conference trophy. It's also the Western Conference trophy. Nobody likes to touch that cup. They feel like it's bad luck. The only trophy they want to hoist over their head is the Stanley Cup. And, by the way, it's not uh, to me it's the best trophy in all, all the four sports. Like, I, I don't know what the heck the baseball trophy is, that, that diamond with the banners around it. And football is just one, like a football on a pedestal. Uh, basketball is a gold basketball. But to me, to have your name etched, forever on a Stanley Cup is and, and I got to actually raise that Stanley Cup over my head in 2003 when the Devils won the Cup that year uh, as a season a non-season ticket holder uh, somebody couldn't go so I got to go and all season ticket holders got to raise the cup over their heads so how cool is it that, is that you get to have your name on the cup and it's it lasts forever you know your name's always going to be on the cup you'll be a champion forever on that cup I think that's great. You told me that I think it was last year or a couple of years ago. I, I, that actually is kind of fascinating. What, do they add extra plates when they run out of room? They do add extra plates, but they could fit about uh, around, like, you know, each ring now gets bigger and bigger, so they could fit almost like um, almost 10 to 15 teams because they put the, t- the names real small. So I think they're good for another, like, maybe 5 to 10 years. 
uh, before they add another ring at this point. But um, it's uh, it's a great trophy. It, I mean, it's not worth as much as the rest of the trophies because it's just made of silver or even maybe um, copper silver. I forget what it exactly is, but the 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 fact that it's a cup and it, it gets. Go ahead. Did you just say copper silver? I think the like there's copper the underneath the silver. <laughs> I think and there's, there's some copper underneath it. And, you know, it's also a great conductor of heat, folks. If you want to cook uh, some eggs <laughs> in there, that, that thing is wonderful. What, what are you talking about? Anyway, so another useless fact of the Stanley Cup is that the fact that teams make a replica for themselves. when they First, they'll get the actual cup that time that when they hoist the cup um, on ice when they win the cup that year. But um, after that, they actually have to give the cup back, the original cup back to the uh, NHL in Toronto, and that get, that cup gets stored away for the rest of the year until next year until it's raised one last time. But teams actually make replicas. So, like, the Devils have three cups, um, and they have three cups in their arena. So they, they're all allowed to make replicas. They just can't keep the original. That's another cool facet, I think, of the Stanley Cup is that nobody gets to keep it. You get to keep it for – while you're champions on the, in the off season, but then you do have to give back before the next season starts. That is fascinating, actually. It's good stuff, sir. Is this, a, is, this nothing, have, listen, is this the most you and I have ever talked hockey? Yeah, no, I mean, we should probably keep talking hockey until Kerry Pomeroli heads on to our show. So, I mean, we could, we could crack jokes all we want right now, but, um, yeah, this is probably the longest time we've talked hockey. It's about 13 minutes. New world record for pure gold talking hockey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the series is going to be actually a good series if I'm looking at unbiasedly. I think that uh, both teams um, really played well to get here, obviously, definitely, maybe. Uh, but I just think that the Kings are just a better team. I think they're bigger, they're faster, and they're stronger. I mean, not to call any music line that I just I think I apparently did, but uh, it should be fun. I mean, I hope I hope you get to watch a couple of the games. Wasn't that a Kanye West song? <laughs> yeah, I have been listening to Kanye West lately, so uh, faster, stronger, bigger, whatever. And I think that was also uh, a documentary on steroids, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> well, you know, we we do try to include everything on the show. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I actually have any more things on hockey. We should just probably switch to our next topic, which I'm going to randomly pick and go with the uh, – Let's talk about the fact that the Metropolitans, our Metropolitans, have been up and down this year. It seems like it's a division that can be had by anybody, just like pretty much any division. It's, it's all about mediocrity, and, uh, you know, all the teams are pretty much the same. They all pretty much think it's – I mean, when you look at this, or let me ask you this, what's more surprising in baseball to you, the fact that the, the Rays are 13 games under 500, or the fact that the, um, the Blue Jays are in first place in the American League? So let's start there. Um. I think they're both equally shocking. I mean, the Blue Jays being in first is something nobody expected, and, and the Rays being that bad is definitely something nobody expected. But it's only June, so, I mean, there's time to there's time to kill, sir. You know what's funny is, <laughs> let me take a jab at the Mets. I was looking at Twitter the other day, and uh, somebody that I follow, I forget who it was, said, uh, yeah, the fact that people are bragging about David Wright, I think, leading the league in hits, almost all of which are singles. Let's calm down about that, folks. <laughs> Well, let's, let's focus in on the Mets. Let's go right to the National League East. Uh, the Mets um, have fought back to get to 500. Again, it's a team that, to me, is going nowhere fast. They did take, what, they take four out of five. It was a five-game series against the Phillies. It, it seems like the, the have Mets no have idea. the Phillies number. I didn't know they played five games against the Phillies. That's how little I pay attention to them. Yeah, I think it was one was a makeup game from a rainout. So they, they actually won four out of five. They 
they fought their way back. And then they, they crapped the bed, they lay an egg, and they can't beat the Chicago Cubs for whatever reason. And the Chicago Cubs can't score a run for, to save themselves. And they're able to, uh, I don't know if they swept the Mets tonight or the Mets were able to eke one out. I'm not even sure, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, the Mets as I check. Oh, no, the Cubs got swept. <laughs> the Mets got swept. So, so typical Mets, they go and win four out of five against the Phillies and then go play the Cubs, one of the worst teams. I guess that makes the Mets the worst team. Uh, but, um, you know, the reason why I bring up the Mets and, and baseball is the fact that, like, you know, everyone's talking about is this – it should Sandy, Alder, Sandy Alderson be on the hot seat like Terry Collins uh, for a sub-performing year? Because they, they claimed they were going to win 90 games this year. They, they're not going to win close to 90, obviously, definitely, maybe. But um, do you think that this could cost their general manager and their manager's job? Um, well, first of all, I don't think that Terry Collins is a good manager. Let's be honest about that. I don't, I don't think that Terry – I mean, the Mets don't have a lot of talent. And to be honest, this is what gets me about Mets fans. They complain. I see the, I see the complaints on Twitter all the time. Oh, the Mets did, the Mets that, the Mets are so terrible. You know, the Mets, they're complaining the Mets are losing. Mets can't hit. Mets have no offense. Mets have no offensive talent. How do you expect them to win games? Do they have some good pitchers? Absolutely. But then when you throw in the fact that they have a manager who seems like a buffoon and completely incompetent in uh, one Terry Collins, what do you expect? Even if Terry had a good team, you know, I don't think he's the manager to take them to the promised land. But the truth is the Mets are not talented. They don't have a lot of offensive ability at all in any position. So you can't wait to score runs. So what do people expect from this team? That's what gets me, sir. Well, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum too. Uh, when the team, when you put a product like that on the field, how do you, how do you justify charging the, what you charge? And I guess the Mets probably do lower their prices compared to other teams in baseball. But how do you even charge a, like any type of price, any high price for a ticket? I understand it's all about supply and demand, but sir. Uh, I don't even think they even care about being ashamed of themselves. The fact that they don't put on a, a, a competitive team for the last now, what, three, four years in a row, and they're in New York, the tri-state, the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, you know, capital uh, in terms of baseball. You know, you got the Yankees on the other side of the fence. They're always putting up money. I mean, don't you think the Wolpons, do you think the Wolpons even care at this point? I, I don't know. I, I'm completely lost when I, when I think about the Wolpons owning the Mets anymore. I tell you, I think that everybody talks about the Mets changing, the Mets changing. The Mets need new owners, but the problem is these guys aren't going anywhere. But the truth is this whole thing, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, this whole thing is counterproductive. The Mets can't win with this ownership. They can't win, and they can't win without money. And they're not going to make money without putting a good product in the field, but to put a good product in the field, you have to. So the Mets are going nowhere fast, sir. The Mets are, this is a total mess. This, this team is a total farce. So you realize that the Mets haven't developed a position player, a good position player in 10 years? How is that even possible? Teams develop good position players by mistake. The Mets haven't developed a single good position player. And you know what? Juan Ligares could be a good player. That's fine. But people talk about, you know, the Mets have no elite players except for Matt Harvey who's on the DL and Juan Ligares. You know what? Let these guys put up excellent numbers five full seasons before we even start thinking about calling them elite. Pitching a great half a season and then playing good defense for half a season or three months or whatever, it doesn't make you an elite player. I mean, Mets fans need to get their heads out of their collective rear end, sir. I find it fascinating, the fact that the Mets try to sell you on the future, the future, the future, 
and the Mets were saying how this was going to be the year, and all of a sudden one injury, and albeit the best pitcher on the on the staff, Harvey, goes down with the um, with the Tommy John surgery. But um, it's amazing how they they really based they put all their eggs in the basket with this one Harvey, and he goes down, and now the team is a complete joke. Um, don't you think that they sold everyone on a a, a bill of goods in, in that regard? Because if you were going to put on a product a competitive team this year. I mean, yes, your your ace might go down, but you still need to put on. You need to still feel. feel oh my God! You still have to fill the the uh, your offense with um, competitive and competent players. I mean, Murphy is a decent player, but again, most of these guys that are on the team that play um, on on the in the field are just not that good. And for them to rely on one person like Harvey um, is just a shame, and that shows you what kind of joke it is because. They had a plan. Their plan failed because of one person. That that's a joke. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You're right. You're absolutely right. And but again, this is a mess. What do you expect? Honestly, what do you expect from this team? Actually, Mike Francesca is calling in. Mike, how you doing? Mistake. Oh, okay. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> Mike, are you, uh, Mike, are you sure? Mistake. I haven't heard Mike in a while, sir. Uh, what's going on with him? Um, he's all right. He's a, he's become a a fake hockey fan, if you will. He all he does is really talk about hockey now. He doesn't want to focus in on his Yankees being like six or seven games out. They're playing 500 ball now. Um, you know, it's all about the right now. Everyone's riding the Rangers coat wagon coattails at this point because you know they're the the in thing. They're in the finals. They have a chance to win a trophy. He gets to go to all the games, all the home games anyway. So he's a pretty much a, become a hockey phony, if you will. He does this every year, which is what I hate. Mike never talks hockey at all. That'd be like me doing entire shows on hockey, but every day for, like, a couple of weeks. Mike never talks hockey. No, wait a second. No, wait a second, David. Wait, David, David. First of all, first of all, wait a second. Wait a second, David, for a second. Let me stop. Wait a second. (laughs) I guess Mike uh, cut you off there. Yeah, like I said, that's like Mike is such a, a phony when it comes to hockey. The fact that he's talking about it now is actually annoying. You know, I mean, <laughs> at least pretend pretend throughout the season, talk about it a little bit. I mean, come on. Exactly. So that's your baseball talk, folks, for Pure Gold. Let's move right on. Let's let's go right to the fact that I'm actually in the studio and able to watch Game One of the finals of the NBA finals. Quick talk on that. It seems like, you know, the the NBA playoffs, I, I'm sure you haven't watched any of the games, but the first round was really compelling. But it seems like, like Vic, you know, Vic from Bellevue Hospital would always say there's just not enough good teams in basketball. There's only three top elite teams. And it seems like we have, you know, we do, not doesn't seem, we do have a rematch from the final from last year. The Spurs are playing the Heat right now, and the Heat are up right now. So if they take game one, I... <laughs> I think we're gonna we're heading for a three P unfortunately and it looks like Le- LeBron James is uh limping now, he's off the court. So yeah, there's only about like uh seven minutes to go and the um well it's a two point game now, that's not bad. So um you know, you have a rematch. I, I don't like for me, other than playoff basketball, I I can't get into watching regular season basketball. Just like hockey, it's just it's boring and you know, once you, eight teams make the playoffs from each uh, conference. So if you get in, I know the East was terrible this year. Your Knicks were horrendous next to my Celtics. Uh, but do you have any rooting interest? Do you want to see LeBron James win a third title, or do you want to see the, the Spurs take one? You know I don't like LeBron James, and you know I can't stand <laughs> the Heat. So, yeah, I'm going against them. I hope the Spurs win. I hope the Spurs, you know, win 
in three games. I hope they beat the, the Heat so bad they have to forfeit the game four, sir. That's what I hope. Well, what's amazing is that the fact that um, the Spurs, um, if they you know, if they didn't run into a team like the Heat last year, they would have won that title. And I think they would have won one other title. And if they did, they would have had like eight titles in the past where, 14 years. They, I mean, they already have a dynasty with their, their uh, four or six titles, whatever they have. But the fact that Greg Popovich is um, – just so goes under the radar every year. You know, it's always about the big name head coaches, like you know now that now in like Nick Land, Phil Jackson is trying to find a head coach for them. I, I you know Steve Kerr basically said thanks but no thanks. I'll, I'll coach the Golden State Warriors. So it's interesting to see that. Um, so as play as the playoffs for Hawks, go ahead. Let me ask you yeah. about that. Um, why, I know you're not a Knicks fan, but why in the world does Phil Phil Collins? Why does Phil Jackson want? <laughs> A coach for this team that has no head coaching experience that that doesn't make sense to me. I think he just want, he's comfortable with somebody that he could rely on, and um, you know he I don't know why you uh, how you could rely on somebody. That, you're right that hasn't coached ever, but I just want I think he wants to be with somebody that he's comfortable with at this point. So um, he tried to get Steve Kerr, and you know when you publicly go after a guy and you don't get him, you, you have egg on your face, especially if you're the New York Knicks. I mean the Knicks didn't lose him out to like the Lakers. They lost Steve Kerr out to the Golden State Warriors. That's pretty bad, sir. I mean, it's bad enough that the, the team under J.R. Wright imploded, I guess, uh, this year because uh, he was on top of the world two years ago, sir. We, we were playing this song left and right. I mean, I still play this song once in a while I think of, and laugh about it. Uh, you know, give me the keys, you the godfather. I mean, come on, that stuff is classic. You the Godfather. <laughs> I, I, was, I think I, I think I said that the other day on Twitter. I just put you the Godfather, and of course nobody got it because they're all You know what's funny is uh, I think your favorite line is like what two kisses on the wrist. <laughs> yes. Swish. <laughs> Swish. So uh, you know I, I think that we're done with basketball talk. All I could say is that I, I hope LeBron James doesn't win the third title in a row. I mean if they do, they could actually win four in a row if it wasn't for the fact that. Um, they lost in the finals that first year that the Heat were the the big three were formed, and it looks like wow the Spurs are now up four with 4:30 to go, and Eric Spolstra is upset. Timeout, Miami Heat. So I, I'm hoping that the Spurs actually win a title. I like Tim Duncan. He always is um, under under the radar um, in terms of you know being a superstar. I mean he is a superstar, but nobody really talks about him. Nobody even talks about the Spurs and this team wins. Every year they win 55-plus games, which is just amazing to watch. Um, so hopefully this year they actually are able to, because last year they were on the cusp of winning that title until Game 6, Ray Allen made a miracle 3, and then the, the Heat won Game 7 uh, in a Classic final. So I'll take another Classic final, but I really do want to root on the Spurs. So obviously, definitely, maybe we're both rooting on the Spurs. So with that said, I think we should just... In the last 15 years, sir. I'm any four. Yeah, they won in 99, 2003, 2005, 2007. Um, you know, conference titles, though, they've, uh, you know, they've got six of those, so maybe you're confusing that. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. You look at this team, right? In 99, they win, and then he have Tim Duncan, uh, who's had this amazing run. And, I mean, going back to the finals again, that, that's impressive, sir. Honestly, it's, it's really – they're an impressive team, I, I have to admit. I've always liked them, you know, classy guys, uh, Tim Duncan, et cetera, et cetera. Like you mentioned, Greg Popovich. I'm just hoping that they do it, sir, because uh, I cannot stand the fake Heat fans coming out. 
Yep, and once these two sports are wrap up, they always wrap up in June. Um, you know, being a baseball fan and a Met fan, it's uh, you know you have a long you have a long two and a half months before like mini camp opens up for the Jets and Giants, and I think the Jets and Giants both had a good off season. We'll see how Eli responds to one of his, if not his worst, uh, season as a starting quarterback for the Giants. So we do have two and a half months to, I don't know, sort of talk wrestling, I guess, at the at the, <laughs> and have hopefully get guests on because. I, I, you know, we talk about this at Nauseam, too. We, we can't have talk about baseball every single show because when the, your team sucks, it's just not good for ratings. It's not good for business. So um, at this point, I think we should switch our, switch gears. But let's take a break, sir, and come back and just talk some WWE. Yeah, absolutely, sir. Folks, we'll be right, after, we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hey, this is recording artist Sahara Star, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Be sure to check back every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time <laughs> to tune in to the best Internet talk show on the East Coast. Well, first of all, Sahara, it's the best Internet talk show ever. And second of all, we are not on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. anymore. What were you thinking with that? I mean, I have no idea what this woman is thinking, sir. This is Miss Pennsylvania, USA, 2011, Amber Joy Watkins. Make sure you tune in to Pure Gold every week. Check them out for yourself at puregoldpg.com. It is truly a show about anything and everything. And Dave and Joe tell it like it is. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? This is Alicia from WSU Wrestling, and you need to tune in to Pure Gold every week, the best talk radio out there. So make sure you listen to me and other guests at puregoldpg.com. Hey, this is Ana Rodriguez, Miss Texas USA 2011, and I want you to check out Pure Gold Radio at puregoldpg.com. You can listen in to their show every week with David and Joe. They are simply pure gold. Hey guys, it's Brittany Don and Brandon, Miss Arizona USA 2011. Make sure you tune into Pure Gold Radio for only the best talk on sports, entertainment, politics, and much, much more. Well, politics, huh? Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best in entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we're back. Uh, this is Pure Gold. Again, check us out, 714-364-4721, puregoldpg.com, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Folks, uh, well, Joe, the reason I played those last three in a row, other than to kill time, was the fact that, and this is, this is what baffles me, three of our guests, former Miss USA contestants, not winners, but former Miss USA, you know, first runner-up, third runner-up, whatever, Yeah. they are all no longer Misses anymore because – uh, Brittany, who her last name is now Akinata, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I'm not sure if that's how you pronounced it, she just got married. Uh, Morgan Woolard got married like three days ago. I, I forget what her last name is now. And Anna is getting married in like two months. So these three women who don't even know each other, all three of them, I, maybe Anna and Brittany know each other vaguely because they were competing in the same year. The three of them, three of our longest tenured and you know most appearance as far as guests go, they all got married within months of each other. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Maybe we should have them on and talk about their honeymoon. Yeah, that'd be great. So tell us about your honeymoon. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That, that's not that's not what we meant. <laughs> the family show here. 
You know what's funny is that my friend um, who might be listening right now, um, his name is Josh, who uh, lives yeah. out in Brooklyn, is a. Nobody's listening. I didn't listening. hear what you said. I didn't hear what you said. Nobody's listening. Stop it. Oh, no. He's definitely listening, and I have to play this one last clip because he is listening out in Brooklyn, uh, New York. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Yeah, well, Lauren Lester checking. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. How about that? That was awesome. Lauren Lester is a man, by the way. <laughs> and um, you know what's interesting? As you were playing those clips to kill time, because that's what we do here on Pure Gold. We try to kill time to uh, make it a decent show. Um, you, somebody mentioned, I forget what it was, about politics. Uh, let me just dive into politics before we talk about wrestling. I mean, because we're just going to run the gambit today and, and just talk. And by the way, LeBron James is in severe pain. And this guy is Superman, and for the fact that he's in severe pain right now, it's pretty interesting. So it would be interesting to see if he plays game two, but it's not until Sunday. So he might be able to go, but he looks like he's in dire pain on the bench right now. Uh, but politics. Um, did, have you followed the story about, like, this one U.S. Um, – I don't know if he's in the military or whatever. He was actually trapped. Uh, he was held hostage, and they freed five Taliban people to free this one guy. Did you hear about this story? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't even know. Honestly, sir, I have no clue what the hell they were thinking with it. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And, of course, you know, there's always negotiation, terrorists, and, you know, stuff that we don't even know about. But it honestly just baffles me that this happened. And apparently this guy, like, hates America and all this other stuff. So, so how did that happen? How do we free a guy who who does who sympathizes with al-Qaeda or the Taliban, excuse me, and doesn't want to be an American anymore? How did that even happen? Yeah. And we lost a few soldiers trying to get him back. So explain that to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. What, what is interesting you just said and the president has always been against this. It's like we don't we don't negotiate against terrorism or terrorists, and, and they did negotiate. So, uh, I mean, that's that's what I want to bring up is the fact that it's kind of contradictory, if you ask me. Everything President Obama does is contradictory. So let, let's be honest about that. This guy is awful. He is absolutely hideous. How about the how about the fact that he won re-election and he's almost done with his second term? How fast? Or I can't believe how fast time has flown, but. Not too, not fast enough, if you ask me, sir, with him under uh, the presidency. Well, it's still, it's still George Bush's fault. Let's not forget about that. Everything going on here. As a matter of fact, this whole debacle with uh, Bergdahl. This uh, is his fault? Yeah, this is Bush's fault. I, I just thought you should know. Well, I, I heard that his father, like Bush's father, is also partially to blame for this, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, of course. Why? Why wouldn't he be? Everybody knows that it's you know George Bush is is the worst president of all time, and Barack Obama is the greatest president of all time. So let's just let's just get that straight, folks. Yeah, I think we should just add a third term like we did for Teddy Roosevelt and um, have him run again. Uh, I think you mean uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, by the way. But uh, yeah, good job, sir. Good job, oh, I mean, I just... oh, by the way, speaking of that, let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, yeah, I. I, on the History Channel, they've been playing this series. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you heard about it. I don't know if you've had any interest in it, but it's called The World Wars. Sir, you have to watch it if you haven't watched it. I'm a big history buff. Amazing. The actors that got to play Stalin, uh, Roosevelt, Franklin, not Teddy, um, you know, Patton, they had Douglas MacArthur in there. They had uh, Hideki Tojo from Japan. They had uh, Benito Mussolini, all these, you know, these power players, Winston Churchill, can't forget Churchill, all these amazing facts. And, sir, 
if you didn't know any better, actually think that this was made up. The fact that every major player in World War II was a soldier or a leader in World War One is mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing, sir. It's unreal. Well, you might as well just um, advertise it now because I guess they're they're sponsoring tonight's show too. What channel? What time? And uh, you know, give us it's a cheap plug here. It's a history channel, but I don't know. I mean, it's already aired, I think, twice. So okay. they have the extended edition. I already invested six hours of my life, and the extended edition is coming out in, like, two weeks or something. So I'll probably invest another nine hours on that. But, it, again, sir, it, it's really fascinating. It's something it's worth checking out. All right. I mean, if you're a history buff, it sounds like a really fascinating show. Yeah, you should check it out, sir. Yeah, because I'm a... Definitely a fascinating history buff. Um, so yeah, we'll check it out. Um, so let's let's move the sh- yeah definitely maybe uh, let's move the show along and um, talk about the god awful you know sports entertainment segment of our show, the WWE. Um, let's start with the fact that the pay per view payback was this past Sunday. Let me ask you first, which uh, you didn't respond to my text during the pay per view, so I'm guessing you didn't watch payback. I didn't watch Payback. I actually completely forgot that it was on, and I remembered it was about 9 o'clock at night. Or I don't even know what the hell time it was, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I've got better things to do. So I did not even watch it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it was. It turned out to be a decent pay-per-view, considering that the fact that Dan Bryan, the world heavyweight champion, is not defending his title because he's injured with his next uh, operation. The, um, the matches, the last man standing between John Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt was really good, and the main event between, you know, The Shield and Evolution was really good. And, you know, what the fallout from that is the fact that uh, Batista, quote-unquote, quit the WWE because he's going to promote his movie. And we had a swerve. We had Seth Rollins join the, the Evolution at the end of Raw uh, a couple of nights ago. Do you find that interesting? you think it's a less desperation move? you think it's a ratings ploy? What are your thoughts on it, the fact that, you know, Dan Bryan still can't defend his title? He's been put to the ultimate ultimatum if he can't defend it at the next pay-per-view, which is in the same month, later this month, uh, Money in the Bank, he will have to forfeit the title finally, definitely, maybe. I don't understand. I know that they don't want to take the title off him right away, but, I mean, how many times did people have to forfeit titles and lose them back in the old days? 30, the 30-day 30 rule, which apparently only applies when, it, you know, in storylines. Um, I actually don't understand, and I really don't understand, the whole point. I mean, is he going to come back? Is he going to be healthy? Is he not going to be healthy? Is he going to be ready that quickly to wrestle again? Um, as far as Seth Rollins thing, I, I like Seth Rollins, but I think that, as always, the WWE is making a big mistake because Seth, out of the three of them, Seth has the most like high-flying, kind of action-packed style. That style is a style that's made to be a face and for fans to cheer. He may have to tone it down, which may kind of mess him up. Um, and if anyone should have turned, it should have been Reigns, because Roman Reigns actually makes sense in Evolution. Rollins does not. They don't have muscle. Batista's gone. Reigns would have been perfectly in that role. Well, if you're following it logically, don't you think that the – I mean, I understand what you're saying with Reigns being the logical choice, but don't you think that even somebody like Dean Ambrose could have been the logical choice only for the fact that – Three months ago, they were t- teasing you with the fact that he might, you know, not be part of the Shield. Doesn't want to be part of the Shield. Um, I thought that that made more sense too. Yeah, I, I agree, sir. I think it's because Batista had to go, and they wanted to kind of throw him in there. So I think so that's kind of ha- where we're at. 
Yeah, which is now it's like bizarre because you have the Wyatt family three man faction, you have Evolution three man faction. Now Shield is just a tag team reduced down to a tag team. So uh, it doesn't make any sense to me why you would keep these factions. And now you know are they going to still feud with the Shield? And is the Shield just going to go away slowly but surely? I mean, I I don't understand where they're going at all with this. The shock value of it on Monday was just that I think just shock value to have Seth Rollins turn. Um, and I, I have no idea where they go from here now. I don't know where they go from here either, and I feel like they, they may have shot themselves in the foot with this. They wanted somebody to turn. They picked Rollins, which, I, again, I don't think it was the right choice, um, especially because you could have the whole underdog thing with the other three, with uh, but with Triple H, Orton, and Reigns against the two smaller guys in Rollins and Ambrose. I mean, that to me would have been interesting, but I guess maybe that was too predictable and they wanted to go in a different direction. I'm guessing. Yeah. I can't. It makes no sense. Like I said, he's the guy who does the jumping outside the ropes, you know, jumping onto the floor, doing all these splits and stuff. But that's the stuff that's going to get – it's going to get cheered, sir. It is. And, um, you know, so they're, they're heading towards their next pay-per-view. And, you know, I don't agree with – because, you know, me and you know we both agree that John Cena – uh, wins too many, way too many matches, and his pay-per-view match uh, last match that he did win, but it was a really good match. If you get a chance, um, you could obviously fast forward and watch that one match, or even the, the match, uh, the last match with the Shield and Evolution. If you get a chance, get the. I, I definitely recommend you watching those two matches. Um, I think you'll be highly entertained. And um, John Cena did put a good match on with Bray Wyatt. I just don't agree with the fact that he had to win this match again. Um, to me, the storyline is going to continue somehow, some way. But, uh, you know, John Cena does not need to win these type of matches. He never wants to win a, needs to win a match, but, of course, he always does. I mean, it's, it's amazing. This guy never loses, so, ever. Yeah. And when he does lose, he wins. When everybody else wins, <laughs> he gives him the lose. So what they've done, you know, they've at least they've put some emphasis. Sheamus is now the U.S. champion, and um, Barrett is the Intercontinental champion. They are defending the titles a little bit more than their predecessors. So it's good to see that those titles are. I, I'm convinced that Triple H, when he's done, um, you know, doing the weights and whatever meetings he has at night, I'm convinced he he hops on Pure Gold and listens to the insiders or the, the take that me and you give on it because I'm, I'm, th- those titles are being defended a lot more than they were uh, a month or two ago. Yeah, I agree. And you know, like you said, it's good that they put the emphasis on them because, I mean, honestly, those titles are those titles are awesome. They're titles that have history, especially the Intercontinental title. So it's nice to see them actually doing something. With I hope that they continue to do it. Having a guy like Sheamus hold the U.S. title uh, and actually act like it's important, that to me is a good thing because Sheamus is obviously a guy who's main evented many times, a guy who's a multiple-time world champion. Um, so And main event at WrestleMania, you know, basically with a title match, I think that can only help the title. And, of course, uh, Barrett with the gimmick that he has and getting over with the crowd and, I think it's a great thing on both ends there. Yeah, and I I think part of it might be also the fact that their world heavyweight champion is still the champion and he, he's not able to defend, so they have to put emphasis on other titles because, you know, the, I think the yeah, project would go that, south. Go. That happened. They were putting emphasis on the titles when Daniel Bryan was was uh, not injured, so that kind of doesn't um, that kind of doesn't work. No, but I think that they're going to put more emphasis on continually just because of the fact that their world heavyweight champion. Is not being stripped of his title for a reason, and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get anal on this one again, sir. Why, if the if there's a world heavyweight champion, one champion, why do you have to carry around two belts? I don't know. I I didn't like it when they did it back in the old days, 
And, uh, you know, when uh, Triple H and Y2J did it, I mean, I didn't like it back then, so you know I don't like it now. It was temporary, at least. This seems like it's a permanent thing. It seems like it's not going away. Well, I agree with you on that. It definitely doesn't seem like it's going away. But, I mean, the thing is, they, again, they just redesigned the title. They, they're not going to redesign it again for, you know, the unified World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's, right. that's the issue. Yeah. Have you, um, just just checking out the network, have you seen any episodes at all of Legends House yet? Um, no, I haven't. Have you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm pretty much one behind at this moment. I was just up in Albany doing some business this week. But I'm actually one episode behind. It's, that's another thing that I, I, I recommend. I know they're 45 minutes at a clip, and it might not be um, possible for you to actually, because of your new job, to watch them in a row or anything. But if you get 40 minutes, even sometimes 35 minutes they are, um, they're pretty funny shows. I think that they've done a really good job with the show. I don't know if it's going to make it past season one, but uh, these these six legends really, you know, they are they have an event every episode, so there's something that they're doing. It's not just hanging around and being legends. They do different things. So um, yeah, I, I recommend that too if you have time. And I know you, time is of the essence for you. So, uh, but if you do get a chance, try see one or two and let me know what you think. Yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't again because of the job, like you said. But I really have been interested in in you know trying to see it. I just haven't had time. And the truth is that when I do get home, you know, I see the girls and I see my wife, and I'm not really interested in uh, sitting down so much and watching wrestling. The only time I even watch wrestling, and I do, I do catch up with it, is usually when uh, everybody's sleeping, you know. So I watch yeah. that. And as far as the WWE Network goes, I, I had my, and this is probably too technical, but we have nothing else to talk about. I had my PlayStation, which is where I stream the network from, in the in the bedroom. And right. not like anybody else, I, I wouldn't watch it. But now what I did was I shifted it to the living room. So if I'm up at night, um, I can just obviously turn it on, uh, watch NXT or whatever the case is. And I'm still trying to finish watching the, uh, the Kingdom Come, the Triple H the set um, yeah. off Netflix, which is really good, like you said, better than I thought it would be. Um, but I haven't finished watching that. And, and, you know, I definitely will watch Legends House when I get a chance. I've actually read that um, the Tough Enough is coming back, sir. I, I did hear that, too. Um, that would that, be interesting to see, too, on the network. And speaking of the network, sir, um, I don't think, you know, I was worried about this back in February when, when we bought the network. I was worried that the WWE uh, was going to reduce uh, or just take away the nine ninety nine a month, um, you know, price and then uh, up the price and then have their pay-per-views not included anymore. I don't think the WWE can afford that at this point. I mean, they only have 700,000 subscribers according to the financial report that Vince released a couple weeks ago when he, his, his stock price took a huge hit. In one day, he lost, uh, whatever, $360 million, went from a, a billionaire to a millionaire. Um, but the fact that, you know, you can't lose any more subscribers at this point. I mean, we, we, we're locked into a six-month commitment, and that's coming up in two months, a little less than two months at this point. Um, but, sir, I mean, I think we're in good shape. I think that they're going to have to charge 99, $9.99 a month for the foreseeable future because, again, uh, the, the, the rates, the buy rates aren't there right now for WWE, and they're just losing money uh, fist over fist, as you, as you would say. Um, the expression is obviously hand over fist, but, yeah, you're right, sir. Um, <laughs> it's been a disappointment on that end, and I feel bad because, you know what? I want the WWE Network to succeed. I really, and I'm sure you do too. It's just, it seems like it's not. It seems like it's going to be a failure, and it seems like they really made a mistake. And like you said, Vince lost so much money that there was talk of ousting him from the company. So I guess we'll kind of have to see where that goes, sir. 
I know that we talked about it um, hell, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, speaking of last week, how did the rest of the show go with Todd? I literally didn't even bother listening to it. Oh, that's, I mean, that that shows your dedication, your loyalty to um, the the brand that, you know, as long as I'm not on the show, I don't have to listen to it. But uh, it, it went really well. We broke down the draft. We talked about the Jets picks, the Giants picks. We also just, you know, basically give you a sneak preview onto what he believes uh, are going to be the good teams, the the teams that are going to be the sleeper teams, the teams that are going to just not have a good year. So we we really broke down some football. We talked a little hockey because his beloved Rangers um, are in the finals or we're getting to the finals, and he has some fond memories of you know his dad and him going to these hockey games. Um, so you know that kind of stuff was really nostalgic. So we ended up, I think we we didn't finish the full hour. I think we closed up with five minutes to go, but. Um, we had a good time, and you know, hopefully Todd could come on again, do his take, and everything like that. Um, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> well, again, if you if you've checked your phone in the last uh, half hour, you'll see that um, our luck with the guests uh, the last two shows have been um, spot on, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just it's amazing, you know. I get the, I get these guests. I'm excited, and of course, they don't come on uh, two weeks in a row. This one, I w- it was confirmed by her, her publicist that she was coming on, I mean, just earlier today, so I don't know what happened. I guess she found out who we were and was like, you know what, I'm not going on this show <laughs> ever again. She's yeah. like, this is a show on the uh, Internet? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> what? what can I tell you? While, while we're talking entertainment, let's, let's just, uh, and I'm sure you haven't, but like, and I haven't either, I'll be honest with you, because I haven't been to a movie in a, a long time. Um, is this X-Men movie the real deal? Is it like a must-see, or you think it's, you know, wait for Netflix? Uh, I'll tell you next week when we have our show, because I'm actually going to go watch it on Monday. Uh, my birthday is next Wednesday, and of course we won't be doing a show that day. But, Happy um, birthday. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, you, you, you scum. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm going to be going Monday, hopefully, to watch to watch it, you know, I'm I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that it's my birthday because you know a lot of times when you sign up for these memberships and clubs and things at different restaurants, they'll send you something for your birthday. Like, not only do I have a free haircut this month, but I have ten bucks at Uno, which I love their pizza, so I'll be going there on Monday for lunch, and I have a free burger at Red Robin. I'll be going there for dinner, so I will be taking advantage of the fact that it is my birthday, and of course I'll be getting a haircut at some point. So you know, good stuff as always, sir. I'm uh, I'm definitely excited about that. Um. But uh, I'm gonna be checking out I'm gonna be checking out X Men and uh, that should be a hell of a, a hell of a movie, sir. I've heard only good things about it. My brother saw it, said it was great. Um, I've heard other you know wrestling fans and uh, of course because Hugh Jackman actually has been on Raw a couple of times. I've seen a bunch of fans actually gonna um, you know gonna watch and have said it's great. So excited about that. Um, so how old are you gonna be? Thirty three next year and uh, next week. I'm going to be 33, so do you remember 33? It's been a while for you. No, I mean, I know 33 was a famous number if we're talking in the biblical sense, so let's just hope that you are not um, put on a cross because, uh, well, actually, that's what you deserve. (laughs) Have you ever thought about shutting up? Has that thought ever crossed your mind? You're an absolute fool, sir. Know your role, (laughs) shut your hole. And, uh, yeah, 33, I'm excited about that. I honestly can't believe it. How old are you, by the way? Is it 35? Yeah, right. I wish I was 35. I'm 37. <laughs> Damn. How do you even wake up in the morning? Why do you even wake up in the morning is what I want to know. Why do you Why do you get out of bed? If I when I wake up in the morning, 
when I wake up in the morning, all I do is say, damn, Jr. you is scoring. Good morning. Jr. you is scoring. What is it? Uh, who, who is the coach? George, George Carl. Carl. <laughs> 2013 <laughs> hoops galore. This is on the wrist. Swish. My favorite is Novak, but if it wasn't for me, he'd be driving a new wag. <laughs> me too. So, sir, let's get serious here for another nine minutes. <laughs> let me let me get serious yeah. for here a second. Um, I haven't talked about this because you know you're going to laugh at me, but the fact that I watch any NBC program is as a total and utter farce. Um, as you know, Knight Rider, what back in 2009 was canceled mid-season, right? They Are we really going back to No, we're not. They did the same thing to my other show that I've been watching the last couple of years, and if Hans was on the show, I'd fire him one more time, and then I'd talk about Revolution. Mm-hmm. They canceled Revolution mid-season. Well, you know, I, I think the thing about TV, and we're really guessing, this is obviously on a serious note, is that I don't think, I don't think that, um, that networks give these shows a chance. If it's like, oh, it's doing bad after one one season, it's done. It's doing bad after two seasons, it's done. And that seems to be kind of like the norm. People talk about uh, Fox 5 cancels every show. I mean, you know, Gotham will be canceled after the middle of the pilot. It'll probably get canceled. But, you know, when you see a show like Arrow that's been successful, it's done well in terms of ratings, and it continues to be successful, you know, it, it's a testament to it. And the fact that they're basically spinning off the Flash from Arrow um, really shows they're doing something well, but for the most part, sir, shows nowadays just don't last. They just they become epic failures and collapses, and then that's it. It's pretty much uh, you know playing the books. Which poses the question: What would happen? Because I didn't think season one was all that great. Um, you'd have to really be a Seinfeld fan. Um, but watching season one, I don't think people would have got the humor nowadays. We're in a generation that's about now, now, now. You know, this generation that is growing up uh, currently is all about, I need the information now, I need uh at the click of a mouse. Uh, what about a show like Seinfeld? Do you feel like if Seinfeld started now, uh, season one, I think that's a show that would be canceled too. I agree with you completely. I honestly think wow. that Seinfeld would have, wouldn't have made it out of the first season. It's crazy, right, to think about that? I mean, the, the most popular show of all time probably wouldn't have not made it past season one if it was started right now. Well, I mean, what and what surprises is what shows do make comedies are total failures. They never go anywhere. I mean, I'm excited about um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which to me is a funny show on TV. That got a second season, but but shows, you know what? These, these shows become cult classics. They don't make, they don't make it. I mean, Arrested Development, which is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, and they only did four seasons, and season four had to come through Netflix. I mean, people don't watch these shows. As much as fans like you and I, people like you and I get excited, we get let down, or whatever the case is when these shows get canceled. Um, honestly, sir, these shows don't make it, and they don't make it be- because people don't watch. It's only guys like us who get passionate about it, but for the most part, nobody cares. And that's really what gets me, is how do you like? How do you not care? You, you have a funny show on TV, you have funny actors, you have talent, and you're going to sit here and tell me that, like, nobody gives a crap about these shows and nobody watches them, but yet the fans go in an uproar when they get canceled? That, that's what I don't understand. Who's, who is watching these shows and who's complaining and who's signing petitions when it seems like nobody watches these shows? But yet people go, oh, you know, this show, you've got to watch it. You know, right? right? You hear the stuff, you see the reviews or whatever. Nobody watches these, and, and I don't understand it. 
How do you not watch a show like Arrested Development? How do you not watch a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine? How do you not watch these shows that are absolutely hilarious on every level, but yet people say, yeah, you know, whatever. And obviously I get that everybody has their own taste, but my whole point in this rant is the fact that people don't know what's good anymore. You know, at the end of the day, the facts are the facts and the numbers don't lie, but the problem with the numbers is that they would make you think that shows are successful when they're not. You know, and some shows just stand like 30 Rock. I thought 30 Rock was a terrible show. I absolutely hated it. And I have no idea how that show stayed on the air for so long. You know, and yet people somehow watched it. I don't know why. I don't know who was watching it. But somebody was watching it. So explain that to me, sir. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It obviously boils down to the money and who's advertising where. um, But a show like the one show that I do watch that people still love to talk about, and I know you don't have it, is on HBO. And um, it's Game of Thrones, and I know that you don't like that kind of series, but that's that series right now is getting a lot of um, a lot of talk. And you know, as long as like I guess the books are just as good as the series, uh, that that show will continue. But you wonder how, um, like you said, like we were saying, you wonder how shows uh, back in the day would have made it now. I, I just don't think it would happen. I, I look at like um, what's another show that I used to watch, like. I guess it was different back then because sitcoms were different. They were based on a different story. Like, I used to watch Three's Company religiously as a kid, and um, again, that that type of humor probably wouldn't last more than half a season on NBC at least. I, I feel like NBC, out of all the stations, pulls their plug way too quick. Yeah. Oh, like I said, Fox is is uh, famous for doing the same thing. Yeah. So, what season are they in with Arrow? Season three. No, uh, season three is coming up this year, and, and the show just season one was good. Season two was amazing. Every episode better than the last. Um, so I really, I really recommend you you look at that. So I really recommend you watch that show. Well, once you know, once the summer starts and all the sports are done, and I can actually focus, and I think I, I, I honestly will watch season one, season two of Arrow because there's really nothing else to watch but wrestling. Because I'm not going to watch stupid Mets baseball at this point. I, I refuse to. So I will catch up on Arrow. And that way we can have some shows and talk about stuff other than wrestling, basketball, football, hockey. We could actually talk some entertainment. We could talk some Arrow. And, um, you know, we could see – I mean, let me ask you this, too, while we close out the show. You think a show like Gotham – we talked about this recently. But you think a show like Gotham will make it past season one? Um, I think it may make it past season one simply because of the fact that people who are comic fans may get into it. Um, but I don't think it's going to show it's going to last long. I think that Arrow's going to go at least five years. I think it's going to be a hit. I think it may even, you know, uh, eclipse Smallville in terms of fans and whatnot. But um, I don't think that Gotham is really going to find its footing because the way that it's set up, I think it's a turnoff for a lot of fans. Some people will watch anything comic and they'll say, oh, wow, it's a comic show. I'm going to watch it. Other people will say, this is wrong. This is stupid. This is not Batman. I don't want to invest five, ten years of my life into a show because that's what it is. It's an investment. It's like a relationship. You know, yep. I remember we we had a moment of silence when Smallville was over. Like that, we spent nine, ten years of our lives with Smallville, loving Smallville the way nobody else ever could, and nobody else could ever understand. To this day, my wife makes fun of us for having that moment of silence. But at the end of the day, you know what? You have to just like you. You talk about these shows. You have to invest time. You have to invest years. You have to invest hours and endless hours in these shows. Think about it. Twenty-two episodes a season. That's twenty-two hours. When you multiply that over 10 seasons, you're talking 200 hours. That's like it would take you more than a full week. You would have to watch a show a week and a half straight with no sleep 
to watch a show like Smallville, you know, in its entirety. True. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about that for it's a second. Cool. You know. And and when these shows come out, when these shows come out, you're hoping. You're like, man, you know, I hope this show gets picked up. I hope this show lasts. I hope it. But the truth is that you know what? These shows don't last. Um, these shows don't last, and it's because of people. Not not even people like us, because look at how upset we get over this, you know? We do. Well, sir, I mean... I mean, what, I mean you think Smallville, go uh, I mean, Gotham will make it? Uh, it's hard to say. I, you know, at least with, with Smallville, you had an endgame. You had the fact that he was going to become Superman at the end of the series. I don't think he's ready to become Batman, even at the end of five series, five seasons at this point. So I don't know if a season like that... I mean, I don't think a series like... Gotham will last more than three seasons, to be honest with you. I think people are going to get bored. There's no end game like there is with Smallville, like I said. So I, I think that it's not going to – I'm going to give it three seasons tops. Well, think about this for a second. He's starting out as like an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old. The fact is he couldn't possibly be Batman until he's like 15 or 18, let's say. So you're talking at least – well, 18. You're talking like six to eight years in theory – this show has to be on the air for it to make any sense. And then, oh, because they've got on record as saying the last episode is when he'll put on the bat suit, like Smallville, which is awful, by the way, that that, that fake um, suit, you know. Yeah. I mean, you remember that, of course. Of course. Um, and at the end of the day, when you have a show like this, you're basically setting it up for, when you make a statement like that, you're the producer, you are setting your show up for failure. Don't you agree? I totally agree. And, you know, speaking of failure, we are not that because we were able to fill an hour without a guest that we had scheduled and we were able to talk everything and anything. And it's been a pleasure, sir, as always. And uh, wish you nothing but the best. A very happy and healthy 33rd birthday. And uh, we'll pick up the show in a week or so where we could just talk more entertainment, hopefully, just like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and honestly, this is, this is where you're a complete and utter fraud and you're a failure as far as the, this show and this partnership goes. Because the truth is that we don't talk more entertainment because you don't watch anything. I mean, I'm over here watching, uh, you know, these different programs, and I'm getting into them. Um, and you're not watching anything. You're watching shows that get canceled. You're the best. Actually, you know what? Don't watch my show because they may cancel it. If you were watching Legends House, we'd be able to break that show down. If we were, if you're watching the NHL Finals or the NBA Finals, we'd be able to break down basketball and hockey. You don't watch the same things we do, and uh, that's what makes it uh, magic. Yeah, whatever, sir. Listen, next week I'll try to get a guest. Who, uh, next week I'll try to get a guest who actually comes on the yeah, show. Uh, that'd be nice. That would be awesome. It would be nice to have somebody <laughs> announce who actually decides. You know what? I'm gonna come. And the funny thing is, this never happened to us before, but apparently that's what's going on. That's what's going on now. That's where we're at. That's how low we've sunk, sir. I, I guess so. So again, though, seriously, definitely, maybe. Happy birthday. Thanks, sir. Uh, I'll expect uh, I'll expect a fat check in the mail from you. I'll give you my definitely. address off the air. Listen, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for tuning in to us Talk Garbage and pretty much put down our show like we always do. Uh, we really appreciate your time and your effort, and, of course, we really would appreciate your money. Um, that would be amazing. That would. We thank you so much. Um, check us out, as always, puregoldpg.com. I'm going to write us out, uh, send us out as we always go out. Let's see. Yeah, how about this? What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. You're so old. You guys are awesome.
Yes, Nikki, we are. Have a wonderful evening. And remember, folks, go out there, check out the rest of the hockey. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? (laughs) Yes, Jim. Good night, everyone.